and welcome to another time-hopping episode of We Only Look Thin. (laughs) I am uh, falling back into old behaviors. My name is Oh, I see what you're doing. Catherine Weigel. I'm new behaviors. Uh, I am one of your hosts. I'm a tiny habit coach. I've lost a bunch of weight. And with me today is... Donald Weigel, and I'm falling back into bed. And uh, I'm also one of your hosts, and uh, I am here to talk about the fact that I lost about 100 pounds and have kept it off for about five years. Five years. Being and very vague with Wait, the have you exactness. have you also done it for one extra hour or one fewer hours? Well, we're falling it, back. it depends on, yeah. So what, what Catherine is referring to is that daylight saving time is ending. It's happening. Whatever it is, uh, if you're listening to this today. At least in North America. I'm not actually sure what the rest of the world does. Yeah, it's either darker today or brighter today. Actually, I shouldn't even say North America. I know in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> and not even all the states move the clock. So let's just, you know, most of them do. Yeah, but uh, there is no denying that it is either getting brighter or darker where you are right now. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the two possibilities. Those are the two options. But no, but last week was Halloween, and we're so busy thinking about Halloween candy. And is it Halloween or is it October candy? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, But what we do know is if there is leftover candy – Maybe don't have it right now. Yeah. That is what we're saying. But a lot of times, ha, 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 uh, hello, we only look thin, but ha, 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 we tend to think about Halloween, and then we tend to think about Thanksgiving and Christmas, but what we forget sometimes is that when daylight savings ends, ends. that's it's, what it's happening. ending. And I will admit, I had to look it up before this, uh, before the episode started, because I always forget whether it's starting or ending, but it is, it is ending uh, and it has just ended, if you're listening to this, on the day when it comes out. Right. But a lot of times we forget that suddenly our habits change when the season change and when the clocks change. So our bonus tip for today before we've given you any tips is that things are going to be a little bit different. Maybe you don't want to go out on those morning walks because it's dark. Or maybe it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon and suddenly it's dark after work and you're Flip it out because suddenly you, yeah. you didn't plan for this. It's okay. It's okay to experience transition and to maybe look at new habits if uh, they're not working out for you. So uh, we're not going to go further into that, but just it has generally been a surprise to people when the year, uh, when the calendar changes and when the time changes. So it, you're not alone is what we're saying. Yeah. And um, I think that, uh, uh, you know, it, that getting dark really early thing really can throw people off in terms of their their eating. Um, and uh, I know that I'm one of them. I have to be very aware of, of you know, well, it's dark at 4.30. That does not mean that it's actually, like, late. Because I typically try and save a lot of my calories towards the end of the day. And I have to, I have to make sure that that sun going down does not trick me into, into eating more than I want to. Well, and too, when it's super cold, like it is in California. Super cold in Southern California. Like it might get down to as cold as 50 degrees. Yikes. But I know I typically don't have cold water goals in the wintry months. Right. I don't have salad goals. Uh, One of our members in Denmark, let's say Denmark, because she actually lives there. um, Ellen was talking about, about how she sticks to sort of warm, cozy root vegetables uh, being yeah. roasted in winter and not really focusing on water goals. And I am the same way. Yeah, and you're a huge root vest- vegetable roaster. <laughs> <laughs> I do make, I make 
your Brussels sprouts, your cruciferuses. I know. But just know. remember, transition times are times to maybe look at switching up your goals. This isn't a, like, oh, a shocking event. It just means that maybe this is a time to look at your habits and maybe adjust for the season. So this is the preamble to the next amble we're going to amble toward. Yeah, so let's start ambling. So uh, as Catherine mentioned, we've just gotten through Halloween, and now – you know, people have a tendency, they'll look at, oh, wait, it's November 6th. It's basically Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. I'm going to start eating like it's Thanksgiving every day. Yeah, I'm going to perfect my pumpkin recipes. Yeah. I'm perfect I better the- start practicing for the big meal on Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is a really good excuse to just eat a lot of things. Yeah, but a lot of times too, and I remember the uh, there were many times where I would think, okay, you know what? I just am going to not eat anything until Thanksgiving, or I'm going to cut out all sugar for the next six months and I'll magically get to my weight loss goal. And that whole denial part, which is I kind of made a river joke, maybe a river in Egypt and the denials yeah, and the river yeah, somewhere. Yeah, time hopping. Yeah, you said something about it. Something yeah. like that. But, uh, but we tend to want to deny ourselves and that involves a lot of white knuckling, a lot yeah. of like, okay, if I just have resolve, then I don't have to worry about upcoming food things or maybe Maybe I just won't go to the party. Maybe I won't go to the uh, Veterans Day party right. that's coming up in November. Yeah. You know, as do you do. Do we have to, speaking of like the various holidays that we have, do we have to explain what Thanksgiving is to like people around the world? I because think we've this, hammered sh- it. this show is huge in Germany, like huge in Germany. We do have some listeners. No, in we Germany. have a lot of, I, I'm actually, I'm joking, but uh, we for, are on for, the charts. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, we have a lot of listeners in Germany. So if oh, you're in, if you're in Germany, yes. But, oh, welcomen. Yes. Oh, very, very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, greetings and welcome. Thank you for listening. Um, um, and, uh, you know, so Thanksgiving, like maybe where you are in Germany, you have Gleepglorp Day. Like, I don't know what German holidays are, but it's essentially a, like a big excuse to just get together and eat like the biggest meal that you could possibly imagine. Yeah, and it, it's supposed to be about fellowship and being with family, but yeah. generally it's an excuse to eat lots of food. So whatever your excuse to eat food in your country is – They'll common. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are. That is our common language, which is uh, hearty, delicious foods. Exactly. But a lot of times, and this can happen at any time of year, whether it's getting warm where you are or getting cold where you are, is those impulsive food choices. We recently did an episode called Only Burgers in the Building, ha, 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 about having policies, <laughs> policies around certain foods that you like. But a lot of times, we are surprised by foods that people bring us or foods Foods that suddenly appear uh, on the uh, the horizon to us that we didn't expect to eat. And so today's episode is about not denying yourself foods that you like, but really thinking about how to work them into your life in different ways. We've done calorie episodes. We've done policy episodes. But this is going to be more about sort of how to look at different choices that you might be able to make. For a second there, I thought you were just going to name every different kind of episode that we've done for the last five years. There's a lot. There are episodes that we've done that I forgot that we did. So I'm very, I'm happy and grateful for the person. Speaking of Thanksgiving and being grateful, I'm grateful for the me of the past who talked about stuff. Yeah. Um, I like when I listen to an old episode or read old show notes and something that I said makes me laugh. Mm. (laughs) It's fun. And I think it's funny when I'm listening to an old episode and then I come back with a quip. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm going to say this. And then I actually then have already said that on in the, the episode. Podcast. Yeah, I have. because you're, we're, we're all programmed robots who say the same things in the same circumstances. Exactly. So we, uh, some of us live with other people or we work in places where food uh, people are <laughs> food people. I was going to say pushers, but food is around in a surprising way. And a lot of times that impulse control is really difficult. And that white knuckling uh, can feel like a weight loss method, but our resolve wanes and it wanes and wanes a lot uh when it wanes yes (laughs) i was gonna make like a waning men the wane the wane in spain falls mainly on the plane exactly but it can be really hard day after day when we are did you just say it's waning men i did i was (laughs) i sorry i just like went i went right past that that was really good it's It's... waning cats and dogs yes exactly (laughs) but it's it's those like oh well you know someone brought in uh their their special fudge recipe oh a neighbor just brought in a thing oh i you know we're just invited to a thing everything's a thing yeah and it can be really difficult and we can want to just hibernate and hide until the food season is over but they're just going to keep coming at you so we have some solutions for you of how to manage those impulsive food choices but someone in Walt place we only look thin place our weight loss accountability group recently asked for approaches on interrupting the moment between i want to eat something and actually putting the food in my mouth so sometimes she just feels like she's overpowered with that urge of like i need to yeah, eat this immediately same also by the way right and she says that i feel like i should be able to shore up those defenses but i haven't managed a way to shore up defenses and it does feel like we're under attack uh uh, by by food choices and it can be exhausting and at first like i said we can white knuckle and just feel like okay i'll just not do it but then when we're asked over and over again we just give in so we're going to give you some options about how to delay that uh impulse to eat all the things and so the first thing to do is ask yourself why does waiting matter to you So does giving in to impulsive food choices uh, lead you to eat indulgent food? Uh, Does it lead you to forget to track your calories? Uh, Does it lead you to go over your calorie target? Lead to compulsive or binge eating? Um, Does it make you eat the impulsive food plus your planned food? We call that the (laughs) Hobbit syndrome. The Hobbit syndrome. So in the Lord of the Rings movies, there's a scene which I, you know, I've never felt so, so seen in my whole life or understood, you know, the, um, they're traipsing through the, the landscape and they're like, uh, you know, hey, you already had breakfast, uh, Aragorn says to the hobbits. And the hobbits are like, yes, we've had one breakfast, but what about second breakfast? <laughs> yeah, no, Levensies and Levensies and after breakfast. I am totally about the additional food. Yeah, absolutely. Or um, lastly, does uh, giving into impulsive eating just make you feel gross and feel like you should have more control? And that's sort of the, you know, the shame circle that can that can happen. Well, no, and all of this is a real question. It's not just about impulsive food, because it, there might be people out there who go, oh, I didn't know that this was going to be an option. I'm going to track it and everything's fine and it's not a problem. But if Impulsive food choices is negatively impacting what you're telling yourself you want for yourself, which is weight loss or weight maintenance. Then these are the questions that you can ask yourself. How is it negatively impacting you? Because I think for a very long time, I just felt like a victim to it. Oh, well, you know, I just won't be able to do this because there are impulsive choices around me. So really, how are these hobbity choices affecting your life? Yes, indeed. So what is the first step 
in uh, in controlling impulsive choices. So this is the part where you actually start paying attention to your life. You do a little bit of investigation. So you can ask yourself questions like uh, like Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. JD so you, you want you want to become in, an investigator of yourself. Yeah. And and get really curious about your own habits and and feelings. Exactly. So the first is where with a W. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we're we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. Where and when. Sorry. So uh, we are often impacted by environmental prompts. Where are you? Are you at work? Are you in your kitchen? Are things out on the counter? Where is this happening? When are there certain times of day or the month that you're most vulnerable to impulsive food choices? Like Donald said, sometimes in the morning we have great resolve, but then by the evening time, we just don't care. We're different people. Yeah. I mean, 99 out of 100 bad food choices I've made in my life were were after 7 p.m. Exactly. So uh, we never say it's like, 5 o'clock a.m. somewhere. It's usually right. 5 p.m. somewhere. Right. So why? Can you talk about or think about the emotions around why you're eating? Some people eat in all emotional states, but sometimes it's stress, and that is not a good thing. What feelings might you be trying to avoid? And then again, what categories of food? It's not like, oh my gosh, I can't stop myself from eating celery, everyone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a real cucumber problem. Once I have one, I don't stop. We do have a niece who loves cucumber. Yeah, like, that's true. Loves it, but that's not her problem. Yeah, uh, like did. like loves it like candy loves it. It's it's you know one yeah. of the most interesting things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and then again, you know, those what what categories, what patterns do you see coming up? I know that those were a lot of rapid fire questions, but what, when, where, how, and all of those emotions really factor in because if you're not paying attention to it, well, I don't know. Okay, well, why don't you start thinking about it? Like really pay attention to your day. When does it come up? And sometimes it might be a combination of things like you might be perfectly capable of eating a particular food at a particular type of a time of day, but then you eat it at a different time of day and and it's off to the races. Exactly. And my races include, <laughs> no, <laughs> but that that's why it's like, okay, if I have sugar in the morning, it makes me want to have sugar all day. If I have lots of carbs in the morning, it makes me tired. So really get curious. So one thing you can do is to really try and investigate and identify what emotionally is prompting you into making these impulsive food choices. And, um, you know, I can uh, link to this. There's a uh, there's a whole like um, uh, emotion wheel um, that that I have in front of me. That's, you know, you can't really see because this is a podcast, (laughs) but um, I can link to it and really, really sort of look at at how you were feeling when you made these choices and see if there's a pattern that emerges and if you can then sort of identify where you can go from there to to then plan ahead to prevent yourself from making these choices when you're in that emotional state. Well, and two, it's, you know, in those times when you're super stressed, when you're trying to avoid dealing with a difficult situation. And sure, we can all celebrate and eat like that definitely does happen. But a lot of times we're trying to avoid big feelings with food. So that is definitely an issue. And something that we talk about in Tiny Habits is really looking at designing our environments to better accommodate our hopes and dreams for the future. No, Uh, (laughs) to, to accommodate our issues around food. So one question to ask is, 
what are the potential habit design changes I could make? Because a lot of this is just a habit. I walk past the desk at work and I grab a handful of candy. I walk past the craft services food table and I grab a handful of nuts or whatever. It's just habits and habits can be redesigned. So we can do things such as and including removing the prompt. Don't leave the chips on the table. We can plan ahead. Again, we talked about this recently. We can have policies, no burgers in the buildings or only burgers in the building. We can pair food choices and then we can also work on our identity. So these are kind of the big, uh, the five, the fat, the fab five we're going to talk about as we move ahead. And the first one, removing the prompt. Think about what you can do in your environment that you can change. Like, can you move food somewhere else, you know, so that it's out of sight? You know, I I have a, a habit of if I see something, it really will prompt me to really want it. So a seafood, I eat it, that's my diet. <laughs> seafood so, diet, Yes, everyone. it's the we only look thin seafood diet. So it, for example, you know, I, I really like to include little tiny um, uh, single serve uh, fun size candy bars into my uh, dessert at night. But I don't leave them out on the counter. I actually like put them in a container, like a screw top sort of Tupperware type container. And I put them in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator because I also like them cold. Um, and, you know, I then really have to consciously like kind of go out of my way, not not only to see them. The seek food diet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is not funny. I'm not even laughing at this, everybody. Don't don't think that I thought that was funny because I didn't. Seafood versus seafood diet. That's the title of our new book that we're uh, coming out with. Um, But I really have to then really own the intention of going after them. I can't just sort of absentmindedly grab them. Maybe you're at work and Catherine mentioned the like, you know, you grab a handful of candy every time you walk past the receptionist desks. It could just be a matter of, you know, you plan a different route to the copy room or to the restroom or, you know, wherever you're having to walk past. It, it could be something like that. Okay. And part of that removing the prompt, and this is something that I've done, I've talked before about the Kentucky Fried Chicken being on the right side of the street when I'm driving home from Target. Yeah. And what in removing the prompt? How do you remove a KFC? I <laughs> I literally take a different route home so that I'm not driving by the KFC. I know there are some people um, who have talked to about there being maybe a, a fast food place right next to the grocery store where they shop. Maybe it's time to shop at a different grocery store. Yeah. Maybe it's time to park or exit in a way that doesn't have you driving right past the fast food place or the bagel shop or the bakery. Yeah, I know we all like to think that we are higher beings with higher intelligence. I but, am a higher you know, being. I think most people are <laughs> sorry <laughs> i think most people are familiar with pavlov's dogs where yeah. like he rang a bell every time that he fed them and then ringing the bell made them salivate and and be hungry like eventually without actually even the food being there i am like that with so many things one of which is uh you know going to the burbank airport i like suddenly want um, there's a fast food chain called Del Taco out here. And I suddenly want that because I had this habit for many years of anytime you'd go to the airport, you would, you know, pick up Del Taco. So even now, so many years later when I don't really do that anymore. So really figure out what sort of Pavlovian responses are in your life and then try to design your, your life around not, uh, you know, uh, inflicting them or, in, you know, ringing that bell, so to speak. Exactly. And part of that removing that prompt in a, in a different circumstance is 
if the prompt is I sit on the couch and I eat potato chips, a different activity could be when I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, I file my nails or I organize taxes. No, I don't organize taxes. <laughs> but can you do something that does it? You know, like I know there are some people who do embroidery or crochet or just keeping your hands busy in a different way that doesn't involve food. So that doesn't support eating while you're doing your nails. Yeah. Like what, you know, during football season, which it is right now, I, I used to for, for a long, long time, you know, the habit was, hey, it's football on. I'm going to drink some beer and, you know, eat a bunch of chips. And instead of that now, I will sit in front of the TV and try and do something productive like, you know, fill pill cases yeah. or, or you know, organize something like Catherine said. Or even better, I will oftentimes rebound during football yeah. and, and actually get exercise while it's happening because I can do both at the same time. Yep. And our next tip is to keep it simple by planning ahead. We have talked about this, too. If we know that we want to eat something or that it's the time of year where we get a lot of snacks sent to us or there's things at work, yeah. you can plan ahead. If you know it's there, pre-track and portion before you eat it. Do something like Donald does and have an eating schedule. He eats at certain times of day. So I have just as an example, you could have breakfast at 9 a.m. and then you eat at noon, at 3, at 5. You know, and if something presents itself randomly at 1 p.m., you just go, that's cool. I don't eat at 1 p.m., so this isn't a food time for me, and it's totally cool. Yeah, can- and that's really been central. I'm sorry to cut you off. That's really been central to me because if I just sort of allow myself to eat whenever you know the the mood strikes me then the mood strikes me like virtually all the time oh all the time i have been hungry since i woke up this morning like just like hey it's time to eat hey why don't we don't record a podcast because it's time to eat. <laughs> you know what? i don't eat until after 10 a.m so it's cool beans everybody yeah it's so i stick food. to the schedule and also the schedule actually helps me because i i have it you know planned out in the afternoon where i'll eat something small once an hour so i know that i have something coming once an hour and and that that something you know gets me through to the next hour without me then impulsively going and eating a bunch more stuff i'm like oh okay well this is when i eat and this is what i'm going to eat and so i've planned it out i've got it all logged in my tracker already and i know what's going to happen so that i'm not just letting my impulses take over well and a lot of times too when we have eaten because i eat very quickly I can still think that I'm hungry after I've finished my plate of food, which happens a lot. And people uh, have also said this to us of, you know, I want to go back for seconds. I've already finished. One thing you can do is have sort of a plan to set a 10-minute timer, a 15-minute timer, something like that, where you just go, you know what, I'm just going to sit for a minute with the discomfort or with the desire to eat. I'm going to – actually, not a minute. I, said, I literally just said 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to sit. And food isn't the option right now. I'll sit, I'll relax, I'll have a glass of water, I'll chat, but I'm not going to go back for 15 minutes. And then in 15 minutes, check in with yourself. There is still food available to you if you are actually still hungry. But uh, yesterday we ate and I, I had a couple of indulgent food choices. And I, not choices, they I literally just ate them. But I ate them and then I kept eating. Guess what? my stomach started hurting because yeah. I didn't wait for that additional signal. I just wanted the food. And I almost did it in a way that was like, I'm going to eat this right now because I know I'm full, but I just want to eat it before my stomach hurts. And guess what? My stomach hurts. <laughs> so 
Yay me. <laughs> when you when you know it's going to happen and you do it anyway. You do it anyway. Yeah. So I could have just delayed, not denied myself. But uh, anyway, so that is another option. Um, and then another thing to do, we, uh, you know, Catherine mentioned our episode, Only Burgers in the Building. We talked about this a lot in that. And we've talked about this throughout the years of doing the podcast is have a policy of pairing is caring. Um, and what does that mean? That means if there is a particular food treat that, that maybe you don't want to cut out of your life entirely, but that, you know, if you eat it regularly, it can lead to more impulsive eating. Pair it with something that you only do once in a while. Like if your thing is bagels or ice cream or something like that, maybe you only have that when you get a haircut. Or maybe you only have it when you get an oil change. Or, you know, maybe, you know, if you're not someone who goes to a movie, like constantly, maybe you do it only when you go to a movie. Well, and two, if there is something that you like a restaurant that you super love, but you know that it's really hard to uh, to pair it with anything like, well, if I paired it with every single time, I'd get my hair cut every day. Right. Maybe pair something with the time change. Maybe this is a great time to fall back into enjoying something on a, a schedule maybe twice a year of a really big indulgent meal that you really like. Yeah, for sure. And then again, to uh, continue with the uh, only burgers in the building uh, uh, theme here, um, have a policy around your foods. Um, and this has also really helped me and really helped me get honest with myself about why I'm eating things. So you know, for example, I have a policy, I don't eat unexpected treats, or I don't eat random food at work, which is yeah. a really hard one for me. I mean, look, maybe it's a hard one for everybody. But I work in a business where food treats show up on a, a virtually daily basis on the reg. And and <laughs> it's free. And you know, delicious. I, it's delicious. And you know, I could eat I could eat them a couple of times a day if I did not have the policy that I don't do that. And then um, I, I don't stray from my planned foods on weekends, and I save. Uh, this is uh, this is both for me and Catherine. I save my indulgences for after dark, or not necessarily dark for me, but at least after dinner. Um, you know. I know, especially with the time change, it's like four <laughs> like, p.m. If if you live in in uh, in Michigan uh, or the very northern United States, and it's the summer, it doesn't get dark till like ten p.m. So yeah. maybe uh, maybe your uh, your policy is different. But um, you know, for me, it's I don't I don't have my indulgences or my dessert till after dinner, and that really helps me. And this doesn't have to be like an exhaustive list of every single thing more like category. It doesn't have to be like, I don't need a Snickers bar. I don't need a Mars bar. I don't right, need it. Right. But just be like sweets in general or, you know, foods that are hyper palatable, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, you know, specific to each one, but what are, what are your prompts? What are the foods that get you have some general policies around them? Yeah. Well, and the really big one, and we're going to hit it home, everybody. Oh, boy. We're hitting it home. Hitting it home, which is a thing people say. Yes, which is the I word. Ident <laughs> no, I don't know. I was trying to think of what the I word was. Yeah. Um, isthmus. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's not. You've just insulted our listeners in certain countries by saying who, isthmus. Who live on isthmus. Yeah, isthmus I do So I uh, identity, that's where it all comes down to. So we can work on as many tips and tricks as we want. But in the end, all of this comes down to identity. So we have talked about this before in uh, – Atomic habits, I was trying to think of the right habit model, yeah. was that um, James Clear talks about three delicious layers of change. The first, 
<laughs> a layer of change parfait, if yes. you will, or or dip. Yeah. So uh, one layer is just what your end results are. Oh, I want to. I don't want to gain weight this holiday season. Oh, I want to lose five pounds before New Year. Whatever it is, that's a goal. That's you know that's fine. And then what we do is we put habits in place. So I track my calories, or I you know I have policies in place. Those are great. But at our core. The real thing is who we are becoming and what kind of person we want to be. At our core, we are the kind of people who put policies in place to help us. Yeah. Because I want to be a healthy person. I want to be a fit person. I want to be someone who cares about their body. So at our core, when we look at our identity, we're thinking about the kind of people we're becoming. I am becoming the kind of woman who designs my environment to meet those goals. I'm the kind of person who practices mindfulness around food choices. I'm working on becoming the kind of woman who enjoys indulgences in a way that doesn't sabotage my long-term goals. And it's not a trick and it's, oh, well, it's not fair. And well, everybody else gets to make brownies and I don't. Yeah. It's not about being a victim. It's about knowing yourself, knowing what your emotions can lead you to do if you don't check yourself. It's about looking at your environment and really doing some introspection on how you can make all of this work. Because I know for me, I used to see this as a game. What can I what can I get away with in the end and still get what I want? And I think I think too there's this and I don't remember what it's called, but there there is this phenomena where, you know, people want to be absolved of their guilt and so they want to identify with the group of people who who are couch potatoes and who can't control themselves and, you know, who, you know, and so I spent most of my life like trying to be identify as one of those people. Right. Or like, oh, I just, you know, Weight Watchers doesn't work for me or I'm just not a, I don't have a Weight Watcher problem or a calorie problem. I have an identity that I'm working on fostering. And even there was a part of me that was just proud of the fact that I could eat an entire pizza by myself and that I was the kind of person that can do that. And, and I could eat an entire pizza and and drink a lot and still be fine and you know uh, oh well boy all of these lightweights who can't do that you know and that kind of thing and you know now you trust me if i can do this anybody can i have turned it around to where i identify as somebody who you know doesn't eat in the morning and i i don't do those things and i i really like i try and stop myself when i get full and i'm not trying to like eat as if it's a competition and I'm, you know, always trying to move more and, and really be that healthy fit person that I, that makes me proud of myself. Yeah. And that I, that core identity isn't tied to a plan or a particular food or a particular season. I see myself as an active person. I'm the kind of person who really enjoys examining my own limiting beliefs to see where the fallacies are. I know that sounds really dorky, but like it feels so much better to be empowered and to navigate the challenges ahead instead of falling victim and saying, okay, well, January 1st, I'll get it all out of my system. I don't have any, nothing is out of my system. I still want the food, but I identify as someone who can moderate, who can control, and does have choices that I can make. We do all have choices, and it takes time to work on all of this, but it feels better than just saying, I identify as a hobbit who likes 
all right. the food all the time. And that's all I'll ever be. We can work habit by habit, choice by choice, policy by policy on becoming the kind of person who can be a champion of the season instead of a victim. And thank you so much for identifying as someone who listens to this podcast. You, in my heart, are the champion of the season for Woo! listening. <laughs> uh, so you can even be a greater champion by listening to all of our episodes, which are available wherever you found this one, and also on our website, 24 hours a day, at least seven days a week. Uh, at <laughs> if least, not more. If not more. Uh, on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a weight loss accountability group based on Facebook. We are not a weight loss plan. We have people doing uh, Weight Watchers and intermittent fasting and calorie tracking and macros. We are not a plan, but we are a place for fellowship and support regardless of the plan that you are doing. I am so proud of all of the women in the group who are working on their identities and and being really honest and vulnerable about the challenges and inspiring others. We have a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial, and we have a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wool Place is right for you. And if uh, you're not ready to join Wolt Place, you can interact with us on social media at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can send us an email to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer your questions. We will happily take your episode suggestions. And we will happily, even more happily, take your compliments. So once again, that is weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you identify as someone who really wants to make a difference for us, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. Not only, again, does it make us feel really good, but it also helps all of the algorithms help other people find inspiring habit focused i was going to say hobbit focused episodes <laughs> podcast like both. you can both. find habit and and hobbit yep uh, but it helps other people find our podcast and it really helps us so thank you in advance absolutely and uh, the other thing that could really help us out if you could be so kind is to tell somebody about the show uh whether that's face to face uh or over the phone or over the internet if you're in a um in a group that you think uh, there were people there who might enjoy our show and get something out of it. We would appreciate if you would mention it. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways that helps the show grow. Yep. So if you identify as a hobbit working on habits, just remember, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.